You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the uh, 24th of September, 2020. Um, I think six months and a week into the declared pandemic. And uh, I don't know about you, Dave, but it's really, really, really starting to, 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 to get to me. I think this week is the week that, that I finally had my like you know personal nervous breakdown about everything. How's it going? <laughs> not uh, not too bad. I, I think we're all everybody sort of deals with it in, in different ways, right? Um, yesterday, Mary and I, we as you probably know, and I don't know if I mentioned on the show, so listeners may not. Mary and I, every May, we go and we we take an actual week off in Mexico, all inclusive, just get it done, yeah. have have some fun. Well, it's May, right? Like, so guess what happened to our last trip? Off it went, right? So we, we didn't get to do it. And we're like, okay, so we postponed that till November. It's become very clear that we're not going to, to, to Mexico in November. You don't want to go but to Mexico in November. Fingers crossed. We have just now rebooked. We canceled and rebooked our flights for the same week in May that we always go. So fingers crossed. And I think that's how we're coping with it. It's just like, let's keep this carrot just dangling somewhere just ahead of us. Pushing hope. Yeah, far enough that it might happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so that's, uh, that's, 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 that's how I do it. But yeah, I know something's sort of been in the air and it was interesting because I've got um, my cousin um, lives in Australia and I, I've never really thought of it, but they were dealing with things exactly opposite that season that we're like up here in Canada going, Ugh, we're heading into that now. Oh, it could right? be that too. Um, down there that that's what they were dealing with just as things were launching, right? Like that was winter. They, they were heading into this at the, crappiest time of year so now here we are heading into that sort of second wave you and i are canadian but i, I think most of us say with, with 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 all love to our australian brethren i don't think they really know crap about winter well like, it's not, like, it's not quite the same as us um but i mean we don't know crap about summer i'll, I'll grant that <laughs> you know judging from the way they move back and forth into whistler which regular listeners will know i, I travel there often enough yeah, they they we we sort of trade with them a, a little bit. You can see it that the, the downhill bikers just never don't have summer, right? Like they're here, then they're there, and they just bounce back and forth. And their skiers do the same thing because we have a anyway. There is um, a breed of Aussie made for a made for winter. That is that is absolutely true. Um, yeah. yeah, what got what got me was the rising rates of uh, of COVID back in Canada again. We are clearly yeah. in a second wave in eastern Canada. Um riding the subway just getting around the city doing the daily things you got to do to get through is becoming really stressful and difficult again and uh you know it really weighs on you after a while especially looking down a tunnel and really seeing the tunnel just getting longer and longer and longer with little pinpoints of light way out there somewhere 
Yeah. Well, it was it was interesting, and, and for our listeners, we we won't go on too long. But uh, the the prime minister um, yesterday addressing the country um, on on the COVID front. Um, sort of side of things and basically and, and i think you know everybody could heat it in their own various you know jurisdictions but basically going okay thanksgiving and for our american listeners our thanksgiving is in october um, not november so it's when it's warm but he's basically going okay that's that's done like we're, we're not we're not having these big events on on thanksgiving that that's kind of done but basically in a nicer way but for God's sake, we've still got Christmas as a reasonable target when we could all be like sort of moving around and, and at least getting together in like larger family gatherings. So don't screw that up. You know? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Basically what he said, but he worded it a lot more eloquently than I just did. Well, much like much like Christmas and being packed into your house for the long term or back into your in, into your place for the long time. You know, you know, one thing you need to know absolutely, with without a doubt, you need to know shipping when stuff's going to arrive yes, and how do. it's going to arrive. And um, Google's um, introduced schema to help, uh, well, help marketers um, uh, present, you know, uh, shipping information uh, to search users, especially free shipping, which is a total draw for, uh, for a click. Yeah. Yeah, I forwarded this off to a, to a client of mine. Here's why I love it and hate it. <laughs> um, and I forwarded it to a client who's built his own CMS, much to the, the like, sort of, I, I'd asked my friends what they thought of it. Uh, they all said, as you can imagine, uh, no. Like I asked on Facebook, and they're all like, no, tell them not to do that. Anyway, super talented programmer, super fast CMS. Um, anyway, so he built his own. So I forwarded More importantly, it. can he change parameters, add stuff like schema when he wants to? Yeah, Does he just like pops in. He's, he's already doing it. Um, get, I mean, getting this implemented because he is a programmer and that's what he does for a living. And and his um, his product is software. It's like a SaaS product. Well, like this is all like right up his right in his wheelhouse. So it's great. But um, the thing I don't love about this, like I, I like it as a searcher, and I was trying to like put on my searcher hat. I love it because it's going to enable like a, a lot of you know Shopify etc. Are all going to get this added in. So now Google will be able to present more information through automated systems, WooCommerce, somebody like all, all the systems will, will have this built into them. Mm -hmm. That's also the reason I don't like it. As an SEO who takes every competitive advantage that he possibly can, went, ah, I understand merchant feeds. Good. <laughs> like I can present this information to Google and other people can't. And now Google's just opened it up a little bit more. So I... Um, you know, well, I still use feeds, yes. But in this day and age, vegan SEO is often about writing endless reports and telling people to tick boxes, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that that is pretty much it. Well, that's why I saw it and immediately sent it off to the client, right? Like I saw it in Google and went, okay, you need to do this now so that you can be first in. But I know full well every e-commerce CMS is going to be following suit, right? Like his advantage will be days, oh. not weeks or months as it used to be well yeah and no his advantage will also be um better looking search results and a stronger likelihood of getting a click even if other people got that information there too yeah the presence of it it's like it's like having um uh the the little uh lock beside your url or um even better not having a big red box underneath your search results saying this might be insecure well, indeed. And I, I often think of it as, and I have no reason to actually believe that 100% this, this is the case, but um, I, I can't help but believe it would. Having this schema as complete as you can on your site, product schema, especially with your inventory and, and now shipping information in there. I cannot help but think Google's going to view that as a signal that I should be more likely to rank for by XYZ, right? That I carry product. I, I mm -hmm. have stamped my site with, I have product. If you want to buy product, I have product. Not, I'm an affiliate marketer and you should actually be ranking Amazon, but I have product, um, <laughs> which is, is to me a different thing, especially with Google trying to battle Amazon for like local, like I have it in stock um, mm -hmm. and, and in the city. So anyway, if you can get it, get it, get it into your, uh, into your search results, let people know uh, details about shipping, uh, how it will be shipped, where it'll be shipped, um, and more importantly, if they got to pay for it. Yeah, and or make likely... my clients happier and don't. So don't you can you can ignore <laughs> <it>. Just... <laughs> So not like you were searching with Big anyway, but 
apparently enough people were that Bing has at least, if not more, 5.6 billion terabytes of search data. We know Bing has at least 5.6 billion terabytes of search data because they leaked it. Um, it was all over the web. The, the, the one of a, a Bing server was open from September 10th until September 16th. So, uh, so um, a, a week. And um, much like the AOL uh, leak from uh, what was it, 2006, 2008, or something, um, this. 5.6 billion terabytes of search data has enough information in it to completely de-anonymize it. So um, if you were searching for, um, I don't know, say midget porn or something, uh, blue widget porn, that's a blue widget porn on uh, Bing, um, between the 10th and the 16th of September, um, well, I don't know if Ceiling Cat knows or was watching you do it, but somebody knows because this information was naturally hoovered up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a, uh, it's a scandal for God's sake. It's like, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I can only imagine the panic if it was Google. Right. Because like, I just mean, I don't mean by Google. I mean, yes, they would be. But if it was Google, just the 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 raw fear in, in, in so many people um, would be would be humorous. Um, but we want humorous. You know, one of the things the hackers did to, to big by. Um, according to uh, to the register. The server suffered on two occasions, something called a meow attack. I'm, uh, I'm not making this up. The, 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 the links in the chat, you can, you can verify this. Mm-hmm. It suffered a meow attack. And a meow attack is when somebody takes your database and replaces it with their own database, except every word is the word meow. Uh. <laughs> I mean, on one side, good for them. But, like, this is... Um, uh, 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 if you're going to have, like, a really absurd prank, do it at a less perilous time when people can really appreciate it. I don't know. Because yeah. um, this is hilarious. Like, I, sh- I should love this. There's every, every like, synapse in my brain should be going off um, on this, like, like massive, like, like, like dopamine rush. But I don't know. Well, I think this is a big highlight because last week we were talking about NVIDIA screw up with their video cards. Mm-hmm. Um, like in, in not so, and, and this is uh, like another great example here of we have these titans, the, these these geniuses. Actually, interesting, <laughs> both of them at artificial intelligence, like two groundbreakers in artificial intelligence research. Certainly should have their backs on security and and human instinct to just break stuff. Like this is why you can't give humans nice things, mm-hmm. and both of them. It's 2020. I mean, you know, but both of them early in September just basically opened the floodgates. Heck, I'm looking at that time frame going, it was almost the same day. (laughs) Both companies sort of screwed the pooch on that one. Yo, enterprise, enterprising hackers out there. Maybe everybody else is feeling this really weird list of two day. Like, like you just don't, people are mailing it in. Um, The Microsoft problem was because somebody forgot to, um, Put a put a password protect the database. Yeah, it's human error. Like I mean, that's ninety nine times out of a hundred. It's just going to be somebody didn't think to do something, and I won't pretend that I have never forgotten to do something. You like we all have, mm-hmm. but you would think with something like this, there would be a we have four people checking, <laughs> just, or alarm just, bells, or like, yeah, literal like, alarm bells. Yeah, yeah, they're just sort of like okay, we've noticed you know somewhere from outside of our own network has attacked as 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 sniffed at this database shut it down Jeez, maybe, um maybe if they used big they'd have noticed that all the search results said meow 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 meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> maybe they have to you know. oh, boy. <laughs> okay we got time for one more quick one before we got to jump to a break if you go to linkedin um okay well linkedin is the uh, little social network that really should have um, it's a really useful product. Like people share really good business information there, and it seems like the 
don't corrupt me barrier hasn't been broken too badly by politics, just been abused within an inch of its life by employment spammers. <laughs> um, so Facebook just went through this, this incredibly unpopular redesign. And people, uh, people, if they could like stick pitchforks into their monitors without breaking their monitors, they would. Um, LinkedIn's going to do the same sort of thing, but it wants to open itself up, be really SEO friendly, and um, become the place where people, or become the place, I guess, where people put their verifiable search information. Yeah, and it makes sense. Um, like I, I, I hope they don't do. Like it doesn't go the way of, of Facebook, sort of as as they sort of <laughs> ebb and flow their way through. Um, it, it's interesting speaking of Facebook because I actually only recently had it jammed down my throat. Um, the, the, Although the new Facebook, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was sort of like everybody was saying, like, complaining about it, and I'm like, oh, I don't really know what you're complaining about. I'd seen some screenshots. I'd like touched it a little. Like my grandmother's had been moved over, and I upgraded hers, and I it only puts around a little bit. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't really think it's that bad. Now I've, I've been switched over like three days ago and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it, it is as bad as people said, but, um, hopefully LinkedIn doesn't do that, but it does make sense. And if they can, they can pull it in like you, I've been inundated lately with just crap, um, on, on LinkedIn or, or like, I think you're alluding to, but it, it, it has promise. It should be great. And I have made some great business connections on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, and, and it is a good first point of contact where it's like, okay, I, I've, a friend of mine mentioned you, I've heard of you, but you're not my friend. So I'm not doing Facebook here. And, you know, I, I don't want to add you to Twitter because you talk about, you know, for whatever reasons or, or whatnot. It's just a good network for like, yeah, the, you want to connect with people. And the, I, yeah, indeed, I, this, this, this one guy called me up. Um, I've known him for for a few years in the industry, and I uh, really wanted to do want to talk about working on joint projects together. But the very first thing was this QAnon conspiracy, like uh, Bill Gates and microchipping people thing. And you know, I had to apologize, but I'm not referring people to that because um, you know, um, crazy by association, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what face that's what LinkedIn hasn't become yet. Right. And I hope it never does. Like, I hope it stays a business focused. I mean, yeah, please, um, people from around the world, send me employment spam requests. Please just keep it in the LinkedIn environment and keep the LinkedIn environment like that and professional stuff. Right. And I'll be real happy. Right. Because that's where it belongs. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. On that, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Search Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Folks, you are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 24th of September, 2020, and we got to take a break here. We're going to be coming back after these messages. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. 
and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology <laughs> on webmasterradio.fm. It's the uh, 24th of September, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital News Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And as we speak... um. TikTok is still uh, up and running. People are still recording videos and uh, putting them out there. Um, but the landscape's changed a little bit because if you're doing it in America, you're now going through or you will be going through Oracle's cloud. Um, it's amazing that this has actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's, it's, this has been such an odd, odd saga. <laughs> um, to, to to sort of watch un, unfold, and I, I, it's not over. <laughs> we got uh, we got stuff coming. So well, no, we got we got retribution coming. Is what we have. If um, if 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 one jurisdiction can do this to businesses from another jurisdiction, then certainly that that jurisdiction can do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, good for the goose, good for the gander, that sort of stuff. But the reason I mention it is I think it's important to sort of, kind of, as much as possible, assure. Uh, content creators that the platform that they're using that they're monetizing and you know in some cases making a uh, a half decent living off of is still there and still stable and still available to them right. um and also i just it's it, it, it's i think it's important to note how amazing this is that this is actually happening yeah it's it's an issue like i i i, I have my sort of two minds of things, right? Like my, my instinctive, right? I, I'm a capitalist um, and I'm also a, a digital marketer. So instinctively, like my core instinct was, no, you, 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 you can't hinder social networks and we are capitalists. And if this thing thrives, it's our like knowing that the privacy concerns that that's all like quite honestly, a bunch of BS, right? Like that this, this company's made it through their, the hoops ages ago under investigations from the, the from the U.S. government. So, so that privacy concern, yes, there are some. Same as every app. That's that. Um, but it's the, the company itself has made it through. However, in on the what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Google wants to go into China. It's not like they just wander in and throw their profile out, right? Like China hasn't exactly been wide open with accepting. Uh, the, the 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 social networks and 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 web properties from the U.S. either. So it's like from a from a international relations standpoint, I'm like, yeah, you both kind of hate each other, apparently. <laughs> like you both well, shut each other's networks off. I mean, for, but, for what it's worth, Google, Bing, Yahoo, um, the whole the whole shebang, they've all operated in China and had access to yeah. the Chinese market um, under um, very strict and sometimes quite compromising conditions. Right. Um, uh, uh, there's there's information requests that the Chinese government uh, makes on a more routine basis, although similar ones are made by the U.S. government on a less routine basis. Well, indeed, and not never have I heard the Chinese government come out and go, "We are the land of the free," right? Like that's never happened. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, okay, maybe internally, but that's that's just part of propaganda there. Um, but that's not what they're claim to fame on the world stage is so it is no, it is a no. little bit different in, in that context as well we we all know that they're a dictatorship and so there they go um at any rate this is a very very interesting sort of scenario to be in i am glad that it has made it through i've got clients who are huge on there mm -hmm. um and my niece is is just like killing it on, on TikTok as well. So I'm glad for her that she's doing well and, and that her platform is is still there. And I don't just mean the candy stuff. I mean she's turned she's making money on it. So well imagine imagine twenty years from now, ten years from now in a even more uh tech enabled future 
where a great deal of stuff that's done by human labor now is done by technology. Humans, you know, whether they have a guaranteed in, in annual income or not, humans are creative, productive uh, beasts. They want to put their stuff out either through physical labor or through creative labor. Yeah. And TikTok is a platform. Not only can you, um, it's not only is it easy to use and insanely popular, but you can monetize your work. Uh, most importantly, right. and uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think things like that are quite important for um, whatever infotainment economy we're moving towards in the future. Okay, speaking of not not wanting to flog the TikTok horse. Speaking of infotainment, um, the Googleites and you know the, the video is taking over. It's, 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 it's thank goodness it's not killing the podcast star, but video is like seriously taking over uh, 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 or taking its place in, uh, in 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 web consumption and. Um, the Googleites and a lot of people in the search community are doing uh, videos all the time. Uh, our hero, Barry Schwartz, um, uh, has a vlog series where he's interviewing um, persons, mostly in uh, the Northeast United States, um, about search, their role in the SEO community, etc. Mm -hmm. Barry got to interview Martin Split, and Martin, in in turn, interviewed Barry. They did a um, Collaborative vlogs. <laughs> yeah. Back in November of last year. Um, so the files are, are, are a little bit old. But given that we've had six months of suspended animation reality, um, much of the information is still very relevant. But something that weirded me right out um, and almost disappointed me is what the Googleites appear to consider to be SEO myths, um, and the importance of the of the of of what Googleites appear to consider to be SEO myths, uh, including the uh, idea that um, we think Google's out to get us. Do you think Google's out to get you? <laughs> like, have you ever felt that way? Well, I do have a, a saying when it relates to Google, and I, I've mentioned this to clients that just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Yeah, I, I do, right? Like, I, I, I think, well, it's not that I think they're out to get me, and I don't think they're out to get SEOs specifically, but I think if you're sending out flags here that something's going wonky, then they might impact or at least turn their eye over here, right? Like, even if it's okay. not them, even if it's not formal, they have machine learning systems sitting there just watching for patterns. <laughs> like that's what they do. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. If you go in your way to tweak Superman's cape, like uh, you, yeah. you, you kick Superman in the shins, um, Superman is going to turn and kick you back. Right. A lot harder. Probably. <laughs> Assumably. But that's not what I'm saying. I mean, like that's uh that's when you go out of your way to antagonize the yeah. beast. But if you're just doing your job, like making if you're just doing your job, being... like like you or I would, like back in my affiliate marketing days, and if I was still doing that yeah. now, heck yes. But Google was out to get you because you were and, trying to you and, were trying to screw with their algorithm. Well, exactly. I was abusing them. They they wanted to abuse me back. Like that's that's absolutely fair. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. From from a standard, I, I don't think they're out to get me. I I think that they, I don't think they love SEOs um specifically because they know that we will like all of us every one of us if we know of a slight advantage we can use that doesn't directly violate the guidelines we will use it right even if it's like okay that doesn't make the user experience better but, but interestingly dave that in itself is another seo myth that google hates seos uh martin martin came out and said actually we don't um seos are some of the most interesting people who actually who know what we're doing right you know um what they dislike is SEOs who, again, try to screw with their algorithm, try to right. uh, uh, game the system or get some unfair advantage because of uh, knowing how things work. I, I would think, you know what, I, I have a hard time seeing uh, uh, the Google 8 crew even disliking the, 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 the new wave of black hats who are openly and quite defiantly screwing with the algorithm. <laughs> well, and I, I think one thing that I think we, we need to sort of make clear here too, when I'm going, do they like SEOs? And I say, no, I mean, 
I, I'm referring to like as a as a as an overarching like we wish SEO didn't even need to exist. We wish SEOs were just technical people who help bots, right? Like we'll just call them bot wranglers, not SEO. I think that's their dream scenario, and that's not the way of it. Um, you know, but you know that as an aside. Do I think I they take that personally? No, I think John's been like super helpful to me on Twitter. Help me through with like when I'll ask questions on crawling things or like I'd rendering questions, and he was. He, on technical stuff, I think it's great. I, I think individually as human beings, we like Google. They like it. I like John. I like to think he at least isn't different to me. <laughs> like, well, what, uh, you, what you don't know is at night when he turns the camera off and nobody's looking, he pulls out his little case of like voodoo dolls and starts sticking them. Yeah, sticking them badly. <laughs> we don't. We don't know that because we don't see it. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, to your point, do I think they're actively trying to wreck things? Do I think they actually really hate us? Not most of us. I, I don't think they hate most of us. I think we're trying to do the right thing for the right people. Um, but I think they do wish SEO didn't even need to be there. I wish it was called like I think they wish it was called something else and that it did something else, um, slightly different, and what probably. 80% of the elements of SEO are, but I think there's always going to be this small subset in SEO, even non-black hat that they'll be like, I wish you weren't doing that um, because you're focused on rankings and not users, right? You're focused on this and not this. Um, and I, I think there'll always be that subset and I think they'll always not like it, whether they, they dislike us for doing it. No, they'll recognize that we're doing our job for our client, but they won't like that we have to. Luckily, I mean, for for Google, luckily they they have a hundred ways of uh, uh, of getting around that sort of stuff. Uh, when they right. start noticing it, mostly by ignoring it, just completely yeah. completely disregarding it, which is really hard for people like us to be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think sometimes it's a case of I wouldn't even like when I when they end up ignoring some function, we the best of the best won't even notice it because we only did it because we had the other things in place and they just weren't rewarding us for it because Googlebot is sometimes stupid, right? And that's like, it, I, I view it as like, I have pre-rendering sitting up. It failed, I mentioned this on the show, our free rendering system failed and rankings just tanked and pages fell out. I look forward to one day that pre-rendering system failing and me not even noticing. Right? I look forward to that day where I have a system in place that is just there for Google. That's the only thing it's there for. Well, okay, and Bing. And we've got Applebot in there now too, but that is only there for search. And one day it will fail and one day I won't notice because Google will be right and, and, and they will be rendering and everything will just go great. That's what I think a lot of SEOs are having. And I don't think they hate pre-rendering. They've talked about that quite openly, but I think a lot of times, and I found myself doing it, I'm having to define things on a page. I'm having to use my heading tags in certain ways. I'm having to word things in certain ways to make sure I'm spoon feeding Google what they need. And I look forward to one day them going, we're ignoring that function because they're ignoring it on everybody's site. And I had all the other things in place, but it's their fault that I'm having to do this because they're not doing it right now all the time. So, you know, I think, I think in that they wouldn't even, they won't hate us. They'll probably hate that we have to do that. And they'll wish all of us didn't do it, but they won't blame an individual SEO for doing it because we have to. According to, uh, to, to Martin, so I'm, I'm uh... Assuming this is uh, a general feeling at the Googleite side of things, um, one thing they do hate about SEOs is when we when they answer questions we ask, there's a pile on to try to make the answer fit a bunch of assumptions that often had nothing to do with the question that was originally asked. Oh yeah, yeah, that's just called human nature, though. Like, yeah, but Googleites hate that. It makes her. It makes. It makes like parts of their brains that they don't like lighting up light up with frustration, and they don't like it when those parts light up. Yeah, I I, I felt so so sorry for John on so many occasions where people take his tweet and start quoting it and writing articles on it, and I'm like, yeah. it. You need to read the tweet ahead of that. <laughs> you need to read the one right above that that he was answering. Um, at what time in John's career, we, we, we should ask him this directly on air one day, but, but what time in John's career do you think that he just decided, I don't have to answer that. <laughs> Such, you know what, I don't, I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I don't know, but there's probably many, and there's probably times he went down the rabbit hole going, this is straightforward. Nobody can possibly screw this one up. And then oh. lo and behold, 
give a bunch of SEOs who want to write link baity kind of content for their social media, you know, five minutes and, and we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it, John. Don't you worry about it. Okay. Speaking of rabbit holes, <laughs> there was one article that stood out this week in, uh, in the SEO press. It was at Search Engine Land. It was published uh, September 21st. Uh, Morty Oberstein. Um, and uh, it asked straight up, does, did Google just hint at an authority profile? Um, the author, again, Morty Oberstein, uh, suggests that recent blog posts from Google point to a defining paradigm paradigm uh, on the search engine result pages uh, following what uh, what is a known core update um, is Google keeping track of authority signals and applying it to pages judging ultimately that's the question she's asking yeah I've got our, our listeners were not on video but I'm holding up a binder this is a quality raters guidelines they didn't hint at it they wrote a like 160 page document <laughs> on it and are now basically going oh and 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 here's some functions right like i i i didn't even know this was a question like i i I assumed this was just like a well yes of course they are right it's called eat they it, it it's not a signal but they're counting it 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 creates the signals right or or it influences it it is an idea and a mindset behind the the, the signals that are that are being generated and weighted I, I i was surprised when i saw this i was like i i didn't even know we were wondering about this well google said quite clearly that they don't keep a running uh score on authority of uh how to say this they might keep a score on how they feel about stuff as it um, relates to or the, the authority of stuff that relates to the content, but they weren't keeping a watch on the authority of the author of the content or of they're not making a overarching authority judgment on the website itself. I'm not so sure that's true, incidentally, but Google has said that. Right. Um, I'm, but more and more evidence seems to pile up that, in fact, there is some sort of weight applied to um, various signals that speaks to is this sin telling the truth or not. Yeah, in, in my opinion, this is Google being Google, right? Like in, in, in their in their googly answer kind of way. Like we're not putting an authority score. We're not we don't have a page rank score for authority is, is basically what they're kind of saying in that, right? Like we don't have a like trust rank or, or something like that, which is a Yahoo patent. But I, I mean, I would argue they do anyway. But if you look at let's use knowledge graphs, like as a as an example, there's a confidence score. It's a score. It comes through their API. It goes, we are this confident that this is what we think it is, right? When you when you enter a query, um, we are we are this confident that this is the entity that is being talked about. Um, you know, I was I was chatting with with Chris Brogan yesterday, so I, I was looking up his right, and I was looking up at the confidence. Well, like I happen to be looking up his his, his knowledge graph because that's the kind of weird crap I do when I'm on the phone with people. Um, Anyway, this is the sort of data that's going to pass. Yes, they might not call it like an authoritativeness score. They probably don't. And it's probably built on like 20 or 30 different functions of do we trust a thing? Are we confident that this thing knows about this topic? It's not really an authority score. It's a confidence score, right? Like, and I'm not saying that that's the way they do it either, but I'm going, there's a whole bunch of ways that we could word this to not be authority score. (laughs) What weirds weirds me out about the the argument in general is, and this is going to seriously date both of us because you're going to remember this fairly well, um, uh, November 2003, so forever ago, um, in the uh, uh, Florida update, Google said quite clearly, we are making a dossier on everything to do with a website, or I'm sorry, with an entity in our in, 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 in our index. So anything that's in our index, anything to do with that thing that's in our index, we're keeping track of and scoring against it. Mm-hmm. And now all the stuff in the Florida update from, from a gajillion years ago, not, I mean, like that has evolved so much and so much has evolved since then that I'm not sure the Florida update is incredibly relevant to SEO today, except for the um, history and the, the shock value of it. 
but for that one line or that one component, the beginning of the we're keeping track of everything to do with everything in our index. Right. Well, and I mean, they they actually contradict themselves in their own document in the, in their statement, like in, in their answer. And they do and don't. I mean, contradict they, in their googly way. They're technically answering a thing, but they're they're functionally not answering answering a thing, right? But they are talking about four specific. You know, we, your money, your life, right? Uh, yep. Sites, we need this. Yes, you do. That's why you have specific updates geared exactly around authoritativeness, right? Like, you you can't say that you don't, you can say you don't have an authority score, but you can't say you aren't scoring authority, right? So you don't have an individual number that you're assigning to a site or a person or an entity, but you do have functions in your algorithm and it'll be functions in your algorithms uh, that actually compute that and go, oh, okay, we know this is health. This is how it relates. You know, this is a Mayo Clinic, right? Like we know it has this trustworthiness in this area, right? Like there will be, there has to be. And it, they've said it, it's in their documents in other ways. Like that's why I was just, I was sort of thrown off when I, when I, when I read this. I'm like, did they, did they hint at an authority profile? But I, I get it. I, I like, I get that. Google would say they don't have a profile. They're not going, well, here's a site because you can't say the Mayo Clinic is authority because it's not, because if I'm talking about politics, they're not, right? So well, they're not, they're authoritative. They have a strong score in a, a, a subset of, of information, a strong relevancy, a strong knowledge. Well, and I, th I think it's also worth noting that EAT itself is not part of the algorithm. Yes. It's not. <laughs> built in like this is the with like you know a, a comment tag eat section and eat section that's not yeah. there yeah. great though <laughs> it would be so nice if you could just source code oh yeah that's why but it doesn't work that way um but it informs decisions that people who write um weights to the algorithm who make you know the changes when i say write weights to they they write tweaks to or the quality raters guide who tell the people who are tweaking the search engine what they ought to be doing to tweak the search engine. It informs their thinking. Yeah. Well, well, and that's, that's exactly it. Like the fact that we have eat that the quality raters are looking at Google's not stupid. It's not like they're investing in quality raters just to go, meh, what you going to do? Let's just see what happens, but we're not going to do anything with it. Right. Like, of course they are. So yeah, I mean, you, you, I think you described it really, really well in that, it informs how the algorithm is adjusted. It informs, it may even be used to train machine learning systems to go, oh, okay, we found manually, like sort of let's let the machine figure it out. And then we're going to send these humans through it and, and start to prove where they're right and wrong, right? Like start to use it as a training mechanism for machine learning systems. I'm just guessing at one of the applications it could be used for. I don't know that it is. Um, but at the same time, oh. you know, yeah, it's not, you, you don't have an EAT score, right? Just like you don't have an authority score apparently. Dude, I just had like a horrible, horrible thought. This is this is this is this is why this is why Google hates SEOs, by the way. <laughs> Check this out, okay? So, and, and by the way, folks out there, I I just thought this like there is no basis of fact in what I'm about to say. But think about this for a second. <laughs> if, uh, if 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 Google can apply like a high authority to a given link, uh, an image, an article, an association, um, whatever. However, yeah. whatever signals it's using to say content over at site A is, or this article at site A is 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 very good for this topic. Mm -hmm. Whatever criteria it's using, it, strike, it, it, it stands to reason that there's also signals that say this content's crap. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what those signals are, but if there are a set of signals that say this content's crap, you can recreate those, those sets of signals and negatively affect somebody else with them. That's what. Not, not that we would do that. No. Uh, uh, what got us talking about this, I think it's really important just to, to mention what got us talking about this, um, was a blog post um, that, that Danny Sullivan was involved with. Um, and the section... That, 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 that stood out uh, reads, for topics where quality information is particularly important, like health, finance, civic information, and crisis situations, we, Google, place an even greater emphasis on factors relating to expertise and trustworthiness. 
we've learned that sites that demonstrate authoritativeness and expertise on a topic are less likely to publish false or misleading information. So if we can build our systems to identify signals of those characteristics, and again, signals can be links, images, words, word associations, um, entities, and whatever um, Google's brain thinks an entity and this related entity might be, etc. We can continue to provide reliable information. The design of these systems is their greatest defenses against low-quality content, including potential misinformation, and is work we've been investing in for many years. That's a, I mean, Danny's good. That's a great paragraph. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's written for a while. Well, it's also <laughs> just, there is just every every two or three words is a smorgasbord of information. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he, he does a good job over there. That's, oh, that's yeah. for sure. And you're right in, in conveying just in that one statement, an understanding of what's going on, um, you know, behind the curtain. I picture him like sort of like the, the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> those, those, that acronym we've been repeating in, the, in this segment over and over and over again, expertise, authority, trustworthiness, all sorts of stuff, signals repeated in this short paragraph over and over and over again. I think mm-hmm. they're trying to tell us something. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it would seem that way. Okay, we got to take a break. We're going to come back. We've got some more stuff coming up. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. It's the 24th of September, 2020. Stick around. we got more coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture Webmaster Radio.fm. It's the 24th of September 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsong Internet Marketing. And Dave, do you think some of the folks listening to this might be concerned about stuff that, that will help their rankings? No, I think it's a passing, a passing interest. Well, I got some good news and some bad news for them. <laughs> First, the good news. Uh, Google has has changed. Minor change, mind you, but it's a change uh, to its uh, documents about uh, local rankings, local search, and local listings. Uh, Google changed its verbiage to say that more reviews and positive rankings can improve your business's local ranking. And what they changed it from was an old version that re- that read more reviews and positive rankings will probably improve a business's local ranking. So we've gone from will probably to can actually. And I think, again, that's a signal. So that's the good news. Mm -hmm. The bad news is if you have a link in the Wayback Machine, it don't mean crap. (laughs) There you go. 
See, I, I, I agreed with uh, with with Joy on on the first one. Joy Hawkins, right? Who who had commented on that one? Where she's like, I, I think it's just semantics. Yeah, uh, and I, I've got to agree. But I think it's because and it's funny because Darren Shaw came in after that, like great guy, right? But uh, came in after that, going basically. I'm going to word this less nice than, than Darren did. Basically people are idiots and would probably complain if it said will probably, and it didn't like they didn't, or they didn't think it did. They were like, Oh, well I got more reviews and, and it didn't help. So I'm now I'm mad, right? Like, cause, cause people are like that. Um, so I, I, I could see, and I, I can't actually see like, they got a bunch of tweets and went, Oh, okay. These, these are the SEOs they hate. <laughs> but, but, but for what it's worth, uh, Darren did uh, complete his tweet with uh, a very obvious statement and the very true statement, quote unquote, the word can is more like it depends. Right. Which is a very googly way to say something. Which is also <laughs> the, the most, uh, I think probably the most uh, uh, quoted phrase and um, quoted answer in all of SEO. Uh, well, and, and one of the things that I think makes that great, just like looking practically, if Google saw a spike of 100 brand new reviews over three days on a profile that had like eight over the last five years, is that spike going to impact you positively? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, it, it can. It can if it was spread out, you know, over, you know, a time frame that looked like humans, um, non-paid humans then it, it probably would. So I, I think that, you know, yes, it does offer that sort of clarity to go, it can, if do, you're not being an idiot. Do you, do you remember back in the day when the NHL changed the rules to get rid of the enforcer uh, role in hockey, where they like oh, made it, made it a, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they made it a serious fine, if you like were that guy who went and avenged the star or something. Yeah. Sometimes I think Google's sort of done that to themselves when, I mean, we, you and me grew up in the era of Google saying, we will crush you like a little bug if you mess with us. We will just, we will, we will just show you who's boss. Boom, done. Yeah. Now Google just ignores you. You, you commit all, a whole bunch of chicanery and Google, like, Google's like, son, I don't care. Like, just really, just, just get, get out of the room. Yeah. Let, let the adults speak here. Yeah. And I really think things were just a lot clearer back in the olden days when Google would just go, and squish it like a little bug. Oh yeah. Oh no. I. I. know. I've. I've had like sizable affiliate sites cry. I mean, it just happened, right? Like I. I. And I expected it. And there. There would be this. Of course, at first, this crushing. Like, well, there goes like three thousand dollars a month. But <laughs> you'd have to have this little sort of at the same time smirk. Like, yeah. I. <laughs> like, I, 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 I. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with you. That was, I totally right call Google. Right? Like, I absolutely was breaking every rule. And I was buying and selling links, right? Like, yep, absolutely. Um, but, you know, now it is a lot more, are they ignoring me? Is it like, am I just not authoritative enough? Am I doing something right? Like, it does leave this confusion, I think, for people to go, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I for those of us that have been through this and we saw what we were getting our, our butts handed to us for, we do know because that happened and we got to watch it. Even if it wasn't us specifically, we got to watch, Oh, okay. This is what you get like a SmackDown for and this. You don't. Um, whereas now I think if you were coming in and be like, I'm working really hard and I'm not getting it. Forum links don't work. Right. Like I could step in and go, that doesn't work. Um, but they wouldn't act actually necessarily know that well unless you're listening to our show in which case i just told you but um you know it it it, it, it does leave a little bit of a, a gray area at the same time you should know better right like and that's again, what google would say is you should know that's not natural and again sadly links from the wayback machine don't work either. and links from the wayback <laughs> machine don't work Okay, we're uh, we're we're routing the corner on the show. We got uh, maybe about five minutes of airtime left, and I got some more bad news. Um, uh, uh, this is more of a personnel change in the search world. Ginny Marvin, the uh, editor in chief at Search Engine Land, is moving on. She's leaving Third Door Media. Um, gonna gonna start her own projects uh, or, or go off on new projects, and so. Third Door Media and SearchEngineLand.com, which is the uh, the uh, uh, front face of the SMX uh, conference series, 
is looking for a new director of search marketing content. Um, anybody? Uh, I, I'm not. I, I don't think that the that that, that role is um, limited to people in uh, Southern California. I think it's uh, it, it's it, it's fairly open. Um, that would be a, a phenomenal phenomenal role to fill, though, eh? It it would be. Um, it would be. That that would be a. It's a really great opportunity to work for a really a really. Okay. I've never worked actually for them. So when I say to work for a really good company, I've liked everybody I've encountered who worked there. <laughs> and everyone I've um, And they all seem pretty happy about stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, so, uh, and, and Ginny is smart. And the only thing I, I would warn really really high and i say that in a great way like she, she's really really smart um she did a really great job so when you're filling that those shoes they are are some big shoes so you better know your stuff <laughs> going in there but uh um but yeah I, I i think it's a great great opportunity for for the right person to uh to fit um something i want to make sure that, that we cover mm-hmm this is more for the social media managers um, in, in the crowd. I know Mary was, was so stoked when she read this because it's been the bane of her existence over at Search Engine Journal. Uh, your friend of mine, Susan Winograd, um, covered the story. They have removed the 20% text limit on image ads. So you could not have more than 20% of your image um, with text on it. Um, and, and, and they are... Right now, if they're less stringent, I don't know exactly what that means, but they're going to be opening it up and allowing for more image uh, or more text. More on, text, on less yeah. image. And it's, I, I, I think that's awesome, um, mainly because I have watched scenarios where I'm watching Mary create images that are actually less visibly appealing because she's trying to cram text down into like a smaller space, cutting some things out. So it doesn't read quite as well, like where it actually is less user-friendly the way it's having to be done. So I, I think it's a, a great move on their part. Um, and I think the social media managers in the, in the crowd are probably just so happy <laughs> by this move right now. Um, wait, I had, I, you know, that's weird. There are other parts of the, uh, digital marketing sector that you just don't think of rules and parameters and yep. uh um i'm still up to lunch on on the uh uh various dimensions of banner advertising to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately google's making it so you don't really need to know they're like just put in a bunch of images we can use for a bunch of stuff <laughs> and, and off they go you should still care but anyway, no doubt. Okay, we um, you know what? <laughs> it's funny. We have a couple stories we could cover, but they will all take a conversation. I don't really want to get into them. Um, conferences that are coming up. This should be conference season, eh? Yeah. Uh, the two the two shows in New York. Uh, uh, then there there should be uh, two shows in uh, in the Valley. One in uh, Santa Clara. One in San Jose. Uh, then there's the then there's a great show in Seattle. And then there was a great show in, in Chicago. Um, and yeah, none of that's going to be happening. But there's virtual conferences. You were talking about um, uh, the Google on conference uh, just before we went to air. Yeah. Um, um, did you manage to snag tickets? No. <laughs> no. I, 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 I know. I, this, that is, was and this is the one that's supposed to be open to everybody. Yeah, but with a limited number. It's like, it's open to I wish they gave preferential treatment to SEOs, <laughs> but they don't. And I think it's probably for the best because small business owners who want to do it themselves probably could use it more. But uh, I'm okay with them not giving preferential treatment to SEOs, but they need to open a lecture hall sized um, auditorium. They need to allow like more than several thousand people in. They need to allow tens of thousands of people in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their business is changing. You can see this reflected in consumer habits. You can see it reflected in analytics. If you look at, if, 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 if you study like, like retailers analytics, small business owners, webmasters, SEOs, more and more and more people are working from home. And when you work from home, education, self-education has to be an important component of, of, of your daily or weekly routine. 
Absolutely. Google. I, I'm, well, I mean, like, I, I hate saying that a private company has a responsibility to do something in the public good, but I think Google has a responsibility to do something in the public good here, and that's help people understand the digital environment that we're becoming more and more dependent on, given that Google monopolizes so much of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really want to go to this conference. At least I want to be able to lurk in and out of it. Yeah. Um, but 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 I can't. That guy really really ticks me off. Yeah, it, it is it is a bit of a problem. And I mean, especially when you look at Google and go, "Come on, you own YouTube. You can pull this off. <laughs> like you, you you have the video distribution network. Even to go, you're not at the conference, but we're gonna live stream it. Yeah, like that's it. Just you can sit in on the whole thing, and we're just gonna stream it on YouTube, right? Like. <laughs> Didn't, didn't didn't Google allow us to do like all sorts of video broadcast sort of stuff yeah. just a year ago before they stopped yeah. allowing us to do that sort of video video yeah. broadcast stuff? Yeah. Um, one I would be remiss not to mention as well um, is PubCon has a good one coming up and State of Search has what, what promises to be a, a pretty good one coming up. And they are still holding them. They've just moved them virtual. So those should be a couple um, pretty interesting ones to, to attend as well since I don't get to go to the unconference. <laughs> on that we've gone full clock uh we have. we got to come to a close so on behalf of dave davies from visa talking internet marketing this is jim head from digital always media you guys have been listening to webcology on webmasterradio.fm friends covid continues be good neighbors wear masks don't spread the disease wash your hands frequently don't touch your face stay safe and uh we'll talk to you next week rank well on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.